Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Ad Hero Podcast, a podcast that focuses on marketing tips, trends, and techniques for marketers and advertisers by industry experts, insiders, and influencers. Follow along with us on social media at handle AdSemble. That's A-D-S-E-M-B-L-E. Also visit us on the web at adsemble.com or join our Ad Hero community at facebook.com slash groups slash ad hero. All right, and welcome to episode three of Ad Hero. It's uh, your host, Aris Rivers, along with my compatriots. You've got Gino Giovanni over here. Say what's up, Gino. Hey, what's going on there? Party people are business people. <laughs> That's right. And of course, head honcho in charge, Matthew Olivieri. Oh, what's up, everybody? Happy to be here for episode number three. Episode number three. I like how you came in on that. That was, that reminded me of Macho Man, Randy Savage, man. Like, Oh, yeah. Easily the two the two easiest. Um, I, I don't know. Well, personally, I love Macho Man. And who can forget about the nature boy, Ric Flair. Ric right? Flair. Woo! Yeah. He's still kicking it. Na- nature boy is nature boy? still rocking it man good oh, for him man nature boy i hope you uh tune into this one day man just just so you can say uh you know just hi because we can get a little bit of that hey we're live streaming right now did you know that yeah you know i just i saw you guys looked over it we're live streaming right now um and it's, it, i totally had that look on my face it's like oh we're we're, we're live it's like there's oh, a camera on we're live just there's like there's cameras, cameras everywhere. Everywhere. sorry everybody i know i sound better on the radio than i look where are we live <laughs> gino where are we live streaming right now? well this is on my own business um instagram which is on gg ad symbol at gg ad symbol at G-G so ad follow symbol. at gg ad symbol and I think we're going to keep trying this trend out, right, guys? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like so we're just testing things out. Um, eventually, I think we should have it on the uh, YouTube channel, which we'll go live on, and then the, of course the ad symbol Instagram page. Uh, that's what marketing is, is: is essentially just a science of testing when you really get into it. But speaking of the science of marketing and getting into things, today's topic is about influencer marketing. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, you know, beforehand, I think people would get excited when they heard that, right? Like, I'm an influencer. Ah, excited. Everybody's an influencer. Everyone, you know what? Let's like we were talking about today, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Dwayne the Rock, yeah. But you know, I got a hand at that guy. Like, if he tells me to wear a pair of shoes, I want to try the pair of shoes because I feel that he's like legit in his message. I get interested. Well, he, let's. I actually have the definition of an influencer marketing as uh, bestowed upon us by the the brains at Google. Take it away, right? So, influencer marketing is a form of advertising through social media involving endorsements from people and organizations who possess an expert level of knowledge and social influence in the respective field. Wow, that was well said. Thank you. I have a problem with that. You know why? This idea of Expert level of knowledge. I think in the past, influencer marketing used to be about that. You would, you know, you still see it nowadays. You see people who are maybe they're really good at makeup, mm-hmm. right? And then so they'll do the influencer thing. They've got a YouTube channel, all this stuff, and millions of followers. And then they'll push like a product, right? You know, um, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Okay, so that guy, like, he has this routine where he wakes up at, like 4 a.m., he has coffee, hits the gym eats breakfast and like I think he works out again or whatever. So when he tells me, hey, wear these shoes because they're great in the gym, mm. I'm going to take his word for it. Mm-hmm. 
But when I see some random person who's like, they just, they happen to look really good and they're really photogenic. Right. And there's nothing else about them except really good photo filters. And they go, hey, you should really try this skincare product for no other reason than somebody paid me. I'm like, mm. have you tried the skincare product right, yourself? Right. You, people are starting to ask questions now. Gino, have you had any experience by uh, seeing brands that you follow or people you follow? Um rep something or promote something and what you know actually it just happened to me uh i just bought a couple of things online uh one of them actually can relate to the show as you know the the sunglasses tony stark wears in infinity war and uh then yes. the ones that uh peter parker wears which is the same ones that he wore uh are these the I ones he tony stark bestows upon peter yes. parker in the new movie no spoiler alerts yeah yes. i still haven't seen it sorry guys I'll um get on that. now I know. <laughs> uh i the name hot, escapes my mind mm. but an ad came up on instagram had tom holland on there tony stark and that already catches my mind or, or catches my sight mm. but then i looked at him like you know these glasses are pretty good and the price is good all right, I'll do it. All right. <laughs> and it turns out they're coming straight from China. So I've been waiting like almost two weeks to get these glasses. Wow. Uh, fun fact. Did you know that influencers in, uh, in China, they're called key opinion leaders? <laughs> <laughs> Is that because the word influencer doesn't translate to Mandarin or? It's probably a really good chance of that. You know, uh, Cantonese or something like that. I think that's probably the strong point of it. Uh, there might not be a one word for influencer. Got it. In fact, like. From what I understand about Mandarin, which is not a lot, my, my nephew is fluent, um, and then my wife was taking Mandarin for her job. Um, as I understand it, and I can speak some Japanese, nice. and, and so the words translate over in Japanese better, but Mandarin kind of just describes a thing. Right? Got it. It's not just going to call it like the cup. It'll be like the, the, the liquid cylinder or whatever, ah, you know, like so. that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I didn't call me. No, I didn't call me. That's Japanese. I know. Uh, so I get it. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so isn't it? <laughs> so yeah. Well, I think I think what's you know when you look at if you're if you're a brand, right? We we really want to help people with this podcast. If they have a brand, if they have business, or trying to promote their thing out there, I think what a key takeaway about influencer marketing is um, it needs to be a component of your overall effort to get the word out about your brand and your message and your product right and i think when it first came out several years ago it was such a it was the new kid on the block there was a lot of curiosity around it uh there was a lot of i remember celebrities just straight putting stuff out there and not even really identifying it as an ad they were kind of very cleverly weaving it into their normal messaging and their normal posts uh probably the most one of the most infamous situations of this being the fire festival oh, yeah. <laughs> right they made a series of movies on netflix and oh. amazon about the fire festival and uh ja rule and and this other individual was able to get all these celebrities to just start talking about this fire festival hashtag fire festival it's going to be lit this and that the orange square right. that's right that's right and, 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 and they at that point in time influencer marketing was was the new new thing people were like oh okay you know kylie jenner is going to be at the fire fire festival all these different people right so they start buying out turns out the whole thing was never really going to happen it was a big flop you know you guys can go research the movie and, <laughs> and the whole thing uh very fascinating actually but i think what came out of that was people us regular people 
starting to smarten up when these celebrities would make reference to a product like sunglasses or an event or something. And even the, even the platforms, Instagram and whatnot, I think have started to mandate more and more that if you're going to do that, you have to tag it as an ad. Yeah. So yeah, it's even more know. obvious. Is that, is that yeah. what you guys have been seeing? I think I, I said it before and I like the analogy, like the curtains pulled back, man. It's just, you know, the little wizard back there is some dude with some handles and a, a wallet and paycheck. Right. Uh, side note, uh, Ja Rule is actually trying to do another festival. I don't have the well, details about, about that, that but I, yeah, he's trying to do that. Yeah, good luck with that. Yep, <laughs> and uh, you guys can can actually get exclusive access to the storm of Area Fifty One. Uh, Billy McFarland is selling tickets, fifteen hundred a pop, general admission. People <laughs> <laughs> still care about travel. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, Billy McFarland being the other, uh, the other co-conspirator of the fire festival. I think he was the head guy, actually. Was, was the he one, the head guy? I think okay. he was the head was guy. Was that the one that there was two documentaries? They're all Correct. the same yeah. thing. Yeah, and that was so much fun so to watch. Weird. I mean, because Netflix and Hulu had like a, Hulu, right? They had like a war. That's what it was. Yeah, Hulu, some, Hulu and Netflix each did their own version. Yeah, well, somebody had I forget who went first. I, I want to say it was Hulu had who had announced it first, right? And then Netflix kind of like. Jumped out of the bushes on them and were like, ah, we got the documentary a week early. And then Hulu was just like, all right, well, we got our documentary too. We're just going to put it out. But it was this interesting take um, because, they, they, I mean, people were just like, oh, it's the same subject. I'm not going to watch both. Right. If you watch both, they're very different. One of them is really dives into the mindsets of where everybody was at and what was happening and the fraud and all that kind of stuff. And then the other one is more about a general like, Hey, this is what happened. Could have gone right. This is where it went wrong, and this is the impact it had on on the like more outward facing community. Well, let me. I I want to ask a kind of a completely different question about the entire thing. And see, I want to I want to get a Gino your opinion about this. Are these celebrity influencers? Should they be held responsible for promoting a product that hurts or damages the community or damages a series of people? Do you think they should be personally held liable? It's their Instagram feed. It's their millions of followers. If they back something like the Fire Festival, okay, should they be able to get off scot-free when a bunch of people lose their money, you know, have this terrible experience? What's your What's your take on that? Yeah, probably. But then I guess it would depend upon how, how much they're involved with. Like, I know that there's a similar case in, and it escapes my mind, but – where a celebrity it really backs an event or a product and if and it totally fails or if not that it fails that it um there was some kind of malice behind it maybe the celebrity didn't know but either way they backed it 100 percent. and so it's just like well wait a minute now like you got all these people to buy it and then you you backed it 100 percent. like okay you should at least be subject Okay. Like if there's a court, there should be subject to to being like, okay, like you might be liable for this. What's 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 your what's your hot take on that, Irish? I think it's um, I think one it's you know what it's a it's a catch twenty two, man. Because if you're an influencer and let's say something goes bad, mm. right? Legally, you can probably get away with the hey, I'm just a paid mm. advertiser, <laughs> just a paid spokesperson. Yeah, I'm just a paid spokesperson. I don't know what's going on. They just gave me some money to say something. That at the time when I made it and the information was put out, uh, there was no malice, no intent to defraud. There was no, It was an advertisement, right? Um, 
Flip side, though, I think that actually calls to a little bit of personal responsibility from some of these influencers where it's like, hey, there have been there's been buzz that this product is bunk. You know, people are getting hurt, you know, stuff like that. And you know what kind of following you have. You yes. know what age range you have. Don't push that to a bunch of wow. impressionable teenagers. Wow, you know? that's so well said. <laughs> I could not agree with that more. I, that is exactly the same logic line of thought I had. Is like, listen, there's to me, if, if I have all these millions of followers and someone hits me up and says, hey, man, I'm going to pay you half a million dollars to just pump the hell out of this thing on your feed. It's like I, I would feel like I have a, a responsibility to the people that are looking up to me, following me, watching what I do before I would just blindly take a check and start pumping something. So I think in that regard, what I'm kind of hearing is there's maybe like a hybrid there. There's a little bit of plausible deniability, mm-hmm. right? I didn't know yeah. that this thing was going to be whack or I didn't know this thing was going to hurt someone. Okay, fair enough. I don't think anybody would hold someone accountable under those circumstances, but if you just had a complete and utter failure to even research what it was and you just took Jaw Rule and Billy McFarlane's money and just started pumping the hell out of this thing, maybe even with the, the upfront knowledge of knowing you weren't even going to attend it, <laughs> yeah. or certainly when the hammer fell and, and word was out that this wasn't going to go down and you did absolutely nothing to like undo those posts, like you just took them down. You didn't try to say like, <laughs> hey, my bad. It shouldn't have. I think at that point, it's like you're almost – just as liable as the people that are out there, you know, initially promoting it. I'm just curious, you know, anyone listening to this particular episode in this segment, we would love your feedback. Maybe drop us a comment. Yeah. Throw us, throw us some feedback wherever you're listening on this. Do you think celebrities who promote products or services on their feed as influencers to their millions of followers, do you think they should be personally liable if something goes wrong? I would love to hear what our listeners think about that. Yeah, you know, and it's one of those things where I personally equate the whole thing to, you know, if you're this this kid minding his own business walking out of a liquor store and there's that guy on the wall like, hey, hey, what Come you doing? Here. Come here. Yeah, like <laughs> you got to be a little bit, um, a little more discerning in some of the offers that you're just going to be like, oh, there's a dollar sign. I'm going to take that. Mm-hmm. Well, if, so. if their name is on the product or if they're um, backing it in a way where it's like, I guarantee it, you know, <laughs> then, yeah, hold their feet to the fire because yeah. they, they must have known something. Well, that's got to kill your business, though. But there was a product. There was a were there a few products out there like in the last like 20 years where something like that happened that was like major mm. I can't remember though. I just keep thinking talcum powder, baby powder, Johnson, but it's not like you had, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow running around, buy baby powder. That, no. It just it just exists on its own. Right. I do know that there was that one influencer, and I'm just not a cool enough kid to know her name. Mm. Uh, I mentioned this to you guys earlier. She's, she had, you know, thousands, I think almost like millions of followers on Instagram. I'm not, that's a big gap, but I just don't care enough about her to follow the number, right? Point is, she had a lot of, of followers, no reason that she shouldn't have made some kind of impact somewhere in her following. Mm. And a company paid her to promote their brand and, and sell these shirts and not a single one sold. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And I think, I mean, that was like the nail in the coffin. People were kind of like, Hey, is this working out so well as far as influencer marketing? And that thing was like, here's the proof it's dead. You know, like the moment that happened, a a t-shirt. Yeah. I had an interesting conversation with uh, uh, someone who is is in the marketing space 
and was very heavily involved in influencers, spent a lot of money with brands on influencer marketing in the early days, pioneering days of it. Um, I'm actually going to try to see if we can get him on the podcast for a future episode of the podcast because I think he'd have bring a lot of interesting insight for our listeners to, to hear we'll have a little bit more about this. Um, <laughs> he shared with me that he absolutely has seen a paradigm shift in influencer marketing ever since specifically Instagram changed their algorithm. So when Instagram changed their algorithm about a little bit over a year ago, uh, they took away brands' abilities to really get a lot of insight into who was interacting with the ads. That's mm-hmm. that's one big key takeaway. But the other thing it did was if a celebrity like we talked about, The Rock, put something out there and if the people that see that post don't interact with that particular post, it buries the post much faster than it used to. So back in the day when this whole concept of influencer marketing kind of came about, these celebrities could put something out there and, and it was pretty much almost guaranteed that their entire network, their entire audience would see it, right? Wow. Now, according to this guy, uh, a buddy of mine named Chris, according to Chris, if someone does not start, if, if it, it starts to drip it out to the person's total audience, but if the algorithm does not see people interacting with it quick enough, mm-hmm. it buries it. So almost their entire audience might not even get exposed to it. <laughs> oh, wow. Now, that's why does that matter? Because if you're throwing $250,000 at Kylie Jenner to promote something, mm-hmm. you know, and she puts it out there and only one eighth of her total 100 million follower audience interacts with it or sees it. Your cost per interaction, right, that $250,000 that you pledge is dramatically changed now. You have just radically like lost out on what you would have gotten before the algorithm changed. And that's why Chris stated to me that he, he just sees this completely different um, you know, shift taking place in influencer marketing, like almost to the point where – like he's advocating you don't even throw that much more that much money at it anymore. Yeah. It's a big deal. You know, I'm wondering if you can treat and it might be smart because there are some people who swear by by influencer marketing mm. because there is still the algorithm, there is still a math and mechanism that is going to work to a point no matter what, right? right? So then instead of paying one person like, you know, $250,000 for example, and then letting the algorithm fail you, mm. I wonder if you can treat it just like billboard advertising. Um, so like for anyone listening, uh, one of the things that we do, our, our big thing is a, an online platform for self-service digital billboard advertising called Open Display. And when we talk to a lot of our clients, um, or I should say a lot of our, our customers who come our way and look for help or just to consult, um, one of the questions we get is, okay, do I just blow my, my budget on this one board, this one location, or do I do multiple ones depending on what I'm trying to do? And there are some cases where we go, you know, instead of instead of blowing your budget on one billboard for a long amount of time, why don't instead you you space it out? You spend some money on this board and then you go over to this board like the next following weeks or the next month, go to this board. So you're creating this this market saturation, like this illusion of market saturation. I'm wondering if people who are just dead set on influencer marketing should start treating it the same way. Don't pay Kylie Jenner $250,000. Pay her, you know, if you're going to do it, pay her 25 grand. Right? Spread out the rest amongst other celebrities. Amongst other, yeah. So that way, you know, instead of, of like 
you know, what do they call that? Uh, hedge your bets. Exactly. So yes, hedge speak. your bets. Yes. Gino, what do you think on that? I think that um, having a celebrity spokesperson is so 1980s. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just like that. It's coming back around. It's cyclical. Maybe right? it is. The 80s are coming back around. I'm not saying it doesn't yeah. work. I'm just saying Gino bringing the final word on that one, right? Just like that. Close it. I'm just saying though. Mic drop. Really? (laughs) Like you have to have some celebrity endorse your product. Mm -hmm. Like you can't just be on the merit of like cool marketing or, uh, or maybe the product is just that good. I mean, did, did they need a celebrity to, well, maybe they did actually for that facial, old face thing that, that that's going around there actually is oh yeah, some the, yeah. on there but i think i saw friends do it first and then i saw like celebrities right. like the entourage crew doing it you know <laughs> and, and and shifting gears here because you know kind of just brought my head to the space saying uh, you know like it, it's played out so 1980s now i believe things are kind of cyclical um as far as trends and what's cool what's in vogue oh, that's for sure right so i have a question for you because you mentioned this earlier Thor, four, okay. right on. So Ragnarok yes. was very had a very like oh, retro my, feel to it. I love Ragnarok. That's one of my favorite ones. Yeah, the MCU. Tons of fun. But that said, I know that it, the, the news I know is that Thor four basically got the green light over Akira. Which, if yes. you're not familiar with what Akira is, it's like this awesome movie from like the 1988. I want to say. Um, yeah, I was kind of curious to see what that was about. I didn't know he was doing that. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, it's all tied in, right? So yeah. is Thor 4, do you think, going to follow that same retro kind of feel that, that Ragnarok delivered? Yes, um, because the audience loved it. So why wouldn't they? It's just like, that's like saying, <laughs> uh, will Guardians of Galaxy uh, 3 not be similar to, to 1 and 2 with the, with the retro music? Um, I think it's a part of their branding. For yeah, the Gal- it Guardians totally Galaxy. is. It totally is, and it's it's James Gunn's uh, way of, I guess, storytelling. But you know, to to backtrack on the Akira thing, uh, and I again, I you know don't know anything about it, but judging that it was coming from Warner Brothers, and how Warner Brothers has been <laughs> story after story after blunder after blunder. Uh, whether they make a movie or not, it just doesn't surprise me. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me that of all the stuff they're dealing with and going back to digital marketing, including with their new AT&T app uh, that, that you can watch television on uh, and then their 5G, like, oh, my God, story after story. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I mean, hey, I'm not even going to tell you about my weekend with my home internet. Um, <laughs> But uh, but yeah, it, it just doesn't surprise me. But I am glad, and we all kind of well, those at least who follow it, we all kind of thought that like, okay, there's going to be a Thor four. And besides, Chris Hemsworth kind of alluded to it that mm-hmm. like, hey, look, like I'm down. And then we hear Taika Waititi, like he's down. I can't say the last. How do you say the last name? Taika. You're already doing a better job than I would. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, I that's... figured of all people you would know. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, but the and then and then apparently I haven't heard all the news yet about this, but uh, they are not doing as Guardians of the Galaxy. Just oh, not know. gonna do. Uh. They aren't gonna do that. About, but I don't know what Thor four is gonna be about. But I know Tessa Thompson's back in. Um, it might even be Mark Ruffalo might be back in. 
Um, and then of course, Chris Hemsworth and um, uh, Chris, the guy who plays Loki. Oh, uh, Hiddleston. Hiddleston. Yeah, yeah. Hiddleston. I want is it, I, I wanna... San Diego Comic-Con next week? It's this week. So this week, oh, we're going to miss that. It starts tomorrow. So there will probably be some intel that's dropped about all of this, and we will definitely oh, have that. There's going to be definitely so have to much be talking about intel. this on next week's episode. Yeah, this guys, uh, whatever the update is. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, Marvel <laughs> took a break from last year's Comic Con; like they just had too much going on. Gasp. So, and then it doesn't look like Warner Brothers. I don't even know if Warner Brothers is even going to be there. I know they, there's a Batmobile there already that looks pretty cool from like the '90s. Uh, but the MCU is believed to be – they're going to be dropping a ton of info. And so people are, are geared up and have a lot of expectations on this Phase 4, which I don't see them calling it Phase 4. But whatever. That's You know what? <laughs> I have an expectation. I want Chris Hemsworth to use his influence to sell me sweatpants. Hey, he's got a, uh, uh, a workout. Uh, app that he's in. <laughs> yeah I don't know if he's endorsing it or if he or if it's actually his workout but it was on a bunch of YouTube commercials and it's basically like get the body of Thor you know there's a guy who does <laughs> all of the training for the MCU stars that's right he's gonna be pissed unless it's actually he might real, real fast just in case our <laughs> listener audience because now we've mentioned this on two episodes which I'm, I love by the way but just in case you don't know what MCU stands for, oh, yeah. do you know what does MCU yeah. stand for? Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay. And right that on. encompasses? Uh, Marvel Studios, uh, the Marvel Comics. Uh, Mar- what do you think? I, I don't know if Marvel Television is essentially, if they've really that's right, offset Marvel's as their own branch from studios. Well, but, you know, they do great with like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and that's all that right. That's right. That's right. Them too. So, so anything that's doing great. So anything that's. MCU. So any Marvel film that's under the umbrella of all that is is under the umbrella of Marvel Cinematic Universe MCU, or we could just say Disney or Disney. Oh. <laughs> so dun, we're, we dun. are ad heroes, but we are also comic book freaks, and we love these movies. That's why they frequently come up in our roundtable discussions just here in the office. Uh, you know, we're we're uh, <laughs> and as you guys can tell. We've kind of woven a few little talking points into our podcast here as well. And if you look at our marketing, uh, the uh, banner that Erish came up with makes it look like we're all like heroes. or hey, like, Just like Stan Lee said, anyone can be a hero. Anyone can put on the mask. They just have to log into opendisplay.com. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I do want to bring it back uh, just because we're uh, coming up on the end of our time for this mm-hmm. week's episode. I do want to bring it back to – Something that Gino mentioned, though, about the 80s and celebrity <laughs> endorsements. I find that interesting because, you know, back then it was very obvious. Here's a celebrity. They are using their celebrity status to promote Tide or promote a product, <laughs> right? And it was very cut and dry. And I think with influencer marketing, like that whole thing, I think when it started out, it was very clandestine. What I mean by that, it was very like, Here's this person with all this following, and they very carefully, strategically kind of just like, hey, I happen to drink Folgers coffee. You know, and it's kind of like it wasn't so blunt, if if I can say that. And I think that's why it worked, right? I think that's why people were kind of like subconsciously like, there's my favorite actor drinking Folgers. I'm going to go buy Folgers. Okay. (laughs) But I think as people, as the veil has been – opened up and people have started to wise up a little bit to this yeah 
And now with the algorithm changes to all these platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and whatnot, and unfortunate things like the fire festival that we talked touched upon i think it's now what's happening is like okay now it's being made more obvious that here's a celebrity like promoting this thing yeah okay? yeah it's like you got to do it with the subtlety of rob Lowe dropping a roast joke versus <laughs> rob riggle doing it yeah. I, I think it's oh, a man. great way to put it <laughs> so i guess i guess my point is again if you're a brand out there Right, we like to. We really want to give value to you people listening in here to hear stuff on on this topic of influence marketing. You know, it still has its place, but you know, this this guy that used to do it a lot, um, my buddy Chris. You know, he's very he was very cut and dry about. It. He's like, do not throw all your money at influencer marketing. And to Eric's point, if you're gonna do it, maybe try divide and conquer. Throw a little bit of money at several different sources mm-hmm. that connect to your brand either individuals or other brands that might right and don't and and don't uh, hedge your bets by sprinkling a little bit of money but make it one slice of your pie yes, right you yes. should be involved in several other things to get the word out by your brand i think throwing all your money at one celebrity hoping that they put out a smoking gun uh, smoking silver bullet yeah, post yeah. uh to your point you know she didn't sell any t-shirts right <laughs> Not Threw all that money didn't sell one t-shirt that could be very dangerous play do you guys have any final thoughts on that aspect or do you agree or disagree? Yeah, I, I, I got a final thought real quick. Uh, hip-hop. Hip-hop music, especially in the early 2000s, uh, was very influential. Mm-hmm. And, you know, talking about things like Alizé, I probably wouldn't have known that Alizé if it weren't for hip-hop. But uh, real quick, uh, Air Force Ones and Nelly talking about Air Force Ones. You could not go anywhere without find you could no you couldn't find Air Force Ones anywhere in the country after that song. That's the new influencer marketing music. <laughs> so, do you guys have any uh, uh, importance of you know what? Uh, authenticity and rawness? That that is final pretty much it. thoughts on final this thoughts on authenticity and rawness. Authenticity can be uh, can be manufactured. Rawness is rawness is real is true authenticity. And if you're going to spend money on it, you got to go that route. Wow. Well said. So uh, with that, that's going to be the end of episode three, everybody. Um, so if you guys want to get a hold of us, we're easy to find. Uh, join our Ad Hero community on facebook.com slash groups slash Ad Hero. Um, as well, you can also log into our open display platform, launch billboards across the country. That's opendisplay.com. And with that, peace out, y'all. Signing off. <laughs> You've been listening to another episode of the Ad Hero Podcast. If you like what you hear, please share with a friend, family member, or a weird coworker down the hallway. We're easy to reach if you want to get in touch with us on social media at Handle Ad Assembly. That's A-D-S-E-M-B-L-E. Also, you can join our Ad Hero community on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash Ad Hero. Thank you.